welcome to the stage, Sean Hastings, everybody! Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. It is the second Friday of the Edinburgh Fringe. You guys have an awesome non-Friday energy at the Fringe. You're happy, you're smiling, none of you are drunk, none of you are in a stag do, none of you are wearing cock hats. It's very exciting. One man with a top bun, but may I say, sir, you're fucking pulling it off like a son of a bitch. Kind of guy who's worked in a hostel and his life plan is go with the wind. What is your name, my man? Andre. Andre. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> name meets hairstyle. Yeah. And what do you do for a living, Andre? Uh, I'm a circus performer. <laughs> the hostel of the performing arts. He laughed, you can too. Now, uh, and what kind of circus performing do you do? Uh, it's hard to explain. I do head-to-head, so I like throw and catch people in the air. And people do handstands on my head and that kind of thing. If any of you have children and you say to them you need math to have a career, you're lying to them. This man has a job, you pay taxes? Uh, yeah, yeah. He probably doesn't, but he says he does. Um, and he I, don't, I pay taxes, but I don't do my own taxes. That's yeah, we're in the performing arts. Yeah. You don't have ta- you have an accountant who is yeah. very confused by the things you try and write off. John, you can't write off four pairs of shoes. Why did you just take photographs of you in front of what looks to be your bedroom holding a microphone so you think it's on stage? I did do that in 2014, and I got audited like you wouldn't believe. Um, so it's a very special edition of the show. For, to explain, it's a totally improvised show. It's different every day. There's suggestions from you guys, drawn from those jars. And then there's other things uh, that we try and just make it interesting so it's not your run-of-the-mill show that you would see at the fridge. Now, today, I have a special guest. My friend Cole Cabana is a... Uh, come on in. Oh, late people. Yeah, we do. Come on in. Hello, sir. How are you? Yeah, I, we totally can. We can Two here and one right here in the front row, but you will not be made fun of, possibly. <laughs> What, you're not coming fun of me? Don't make fun of you? Well, I will. What's up, David Lynch? <laughs> you never been called that? But I like that you said it smiling, because it is a fucking compliment, my friend. And we're not talking David Lynch now, where he's talking with hummingbirds and talking about meditation. I'm talking Elephant Man David Lynch, where he's giving interviews by making them listen to a jazz album and goes, those are the answers to all my questions. Do you guys know who David Lynch is? Do you know who David Lynch is? Yes, very good. I don't like that a lot of the younger people went, whom? David Lynch, he's like, he's like what everyone thinks an artist should be. He's always in a suit. He's always smoking. His answers are insane. Why did you make this movie? I, I, well, I once knew a construction worker, and he wore shoes, hence Mulholland Drive. Thank you. Two people who know who David Lynch is, and the rest of you are going, is this the entire show? Indeed it is. The doors are locked. Um, So it's a very special edition of the show. Uh, My friend Cole Cabana is a professional wrestler and world-famous podcaster, correct? Correct. Very good. Now, he is dabbling in the world of stand-up comedy, and I thought it would be very fun if I gave him tips on how to do it in front of all of you. One guy's on board, the rest of you are going, what, is this some sort of free show where it's experimentive or an experimentation? Because experimentive, I don't think is a word. Is it a word? It's not. No, good. Thank you, Andre. Not only a circus performer, but also known as the dictionary kid. Um, and so he's going to come up and he's going to tell a story. And then we, as a group, mostly me, but you guys contribute as well, are going to tell him how to make that a beautiful piece of stand-up comedy. Are you excited? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like how you guys went from no to <laughs> we get to judge. Excellent. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Cole Cabana, everybody! 
Andre the Giant up here. Yeah, that's a wrestling joke. Andre the Giant is a seven foot four man. He had gigantism and was a giant, hence the name Andre the Giant. Wrestling is not known for its subtlety. For example, if your name is gorgeous, you're perceived as being gorgeous, but because it's wrestling, it just means you don't look like your face was attacked by a meat cleaver. So, so my nickname is Boom Boom, and everyone's like, why was your name Boom Boom? And I was like, I want the nickname of a black man. Way to turn the crowd against you, my friend. <laughs> and he's walking out. He's walking out, everybody. My favorite, whenever someone does a walkout gag, is the slow, sad walk back to the microphone, a la the end of the TV show The Hulk from the 70s. Very good. Now, for me, I just drifted off that. That was a brilliant fucking add-on to the joke because <laughs> David Banner, who is Bruce Banner in the television show, is a drifter in the show, and he went, I just drifted off there. As you can see, we'll explain the jokes, and <laughs> the results will be mixed. Um, so, boom, boom. I can't call a grown man boom, boom. That's, fun, that's part of the fun, I feel. It is really weird. Yeah, you never, you can't, it's like how Rowdy Roddy Piper was never called really Hot Rod, but it was another one of his nicknames. We'll stop with the wrestling jokes in a second, because you guys hate them more than cancer and a child. <laughs> And you hated that one too, didn't you? A hole. Yeah. Basically, you started digging a hole, and then I dynamited it straight to the Earth's core. And now I'm like, come on, guys, it's not that hot. And you're like, no, we don't trust you. You're not scientists. You're just men in white coats. Okay. I mean, if your comedy's not railing right now, how's my shitty comedy going to do anything? Brother, it's not necessarily shitty comedy. I watched one of your clips, and you had some banging jokes. And listen, the fucking comedy police are on their way to arrest us. For being too fucking funny. Um, all right, so do you want to give us a little subtext of the story? Or do you just want to tell the story and then we'll make it funny? Well, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I could just kind of like, I was, and like, I haven't like plotted this out, but it's something that happened to me and I felt like, oh, that's how you turn, right? Because you take like everyday things and you turn it into shtick, is that right? Absolutely. Sometimes everyday things that didn't actually happen. <laughs> How you know that that is, is you say something like, it literally happened or it genuinely happened. That is a key to like, that never fucking happened, ever, ever, ever. There's no way a woman walked up and went, are you a shoe? Didn't happen. Uh, so I, I, I bought a bike here at the Fringe, right? Thank you very much. I have... Just a quick question. Uh, hands up, who has seen people cycling at the Fringe? Very good. You're the only one. <laughs> Wait, was that real? That is real. I don't know why you would fucking buy a bicycle here in Hillsville. No road is even. Well, you have to walk up it. I'd rather get there faster. Yeah, but you'll get there faster sweaty with like weird hip dysplasia because... <laughs> worth it, worth it. You're a professional athlete. Your hips are part of the... You can't be the, the first legless wrestler. Uh, there, you wouldn't be the first. There's definitely already been a legless wrestler. His name was Zach Cowan. They beat him up in front of his mom and he stopped being a wrestler. I'm so sorry for the wrestling references. I know what you're thinking. I'm glad I don't like wrestling. Yep, you're right. It's you picked the wrong day to come. It's always like this, but it's fun. I get them on side eventually. It's a magic thing. Watch. You guys will be on our side. I know you don't want to be, but you fucking will. Right, David Lynch? Absolutely. Fucking yeah. If not, you'll all be extras in Dune, which is a film he disowned. The references are getting more and more niche, and I like it, because you guys are starting to get on board with Wow! When did you lose your virginity? Not as late as you would think. When did you lose your virginity? You really want to know? Yeah. Uh, 21. Get out of here. 17. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> it's the national average for the country I'm from. 
21, really? Yeah. But you strike me as a coxman. <laughs> I just wanted to tell him a dumb joke on here. We're getting to it, but we have to... You gotta reveal my... Uh, yeah, 21. I was uh, a, a late... What I mean, listen, I, I dabble in the coxman <laughs> streak. Yeah, you just lost your coxman status with the phrase coxman streak. Thank you. Which, by the way, was a wicked band from the 70s. I don't know if you ever heard the Coxman Street, but they were like a Motown group. Good. <laughs> All right. Mike is yours. Let's kick it off. So, um, so I, right, I bought a bike here because I wanted a bike, and I went to go park my bike down Princess Street. That's a street, right? Yeah, great. Everyone's agreeing with me. And I lock it up against the pole where uh, it has the lights on it, and uh, I lock it up. I go into the three-store. I get my thing. I come back out. And this old guy just starts coming up to me, and he just starts touching, right? He's mm-hmm. touching me, and he's touching me. And then he starts telling me the rules of how to lock up your bike. And he's like, that's not where you should lock up your bike, mate. You're not, and, he's, and then he's just fucking touching me, and he's like giving me these rules. You, know, you should be locking up against that. You shouldn't be, blah, blah, there's all these people here. And he keeps on fucking touching me, right? And so I, I, I'm like, okay, what do I do with this situation? Because normally, like, I, if you knew me, I, I can look intimidating. I get that. But if you knew me, I'm a sweetheart, right, John? Absolutely. He's the nicest man in the entire world. And it's also really fun to stand next to him because everyone's a little nicer to you. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, what's my play here? Because I can put on a face like I'm going to beat the fuck out of you and people will believe it. Can we see that face? <laughs> for, for those of you at home, the entire audience na- laughed nervously <laughs> and a few men looked at their shoes. <laughs> so the whole thing, he's touching and he won't stop like, like giving me these lessons on where and how to lock up my bike. And I'm, I'm playing in my head like, what should I do? What should I do? And then like in my head, I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to do you fight crazy with crazy. And so then I was like, oh, I'm going to play a character. I was like, here I am at the fringe. Like, I'm going to really use my acting chops. And I just go, thank you. Thank you, sir. And then I see him trying to bail out of the situation he's put me in. And he he starts to walk away. And I grab him and I bring him back. I go, thank you. Thank you so much for this information. I'm very scared. Yeah, I know. And then he keeps on trying to leave, and I keep on saying, thank you. I won't let, uh, I'll always remember this. I now know where, and I won't let him leave now, just because I have the time, and I, I feel like, why not waste his time like, uh, like, I, like he wasted my time? And um, in my, right, so the situation, and that's it. That's, okay. there's, there's so much to work with here. Yeah, there's a premise. There's a premise. There, there is a premise. There's a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's start it off. Where is the story set? Princess Street. Princess Street in Edinburgh. How would you guys describe, if you had to think of Princess Street, what are some images that come to your mind when you think of Princess Street? Scott Monument. The what? The Scott Monument. The Scott Monument, very good. The Any Balmoral other... Hotel. The Hotel. Pardon me? The Balmoral Hotel. The Balmoral Hotel, very, very good. So what do those things sort of mean to you emotionally? Smart. <laughs> Smart. They look very nice. Yeah, it's a fucking sort of, it's a swish part of town, you'd say. Like yourself. Yeah. Pa- like myself? Yeah. Hey, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I feel that was genuine. Now, so it's, I know, brother. So it's a swish part of town. You guys all like the word swish, right? So you say swish part of town. It's posh. It's, there's money there, right? It's, yeah. It's fucking white people shopping. Mm. Three stores. Three stores. Just what do you need? Shoes and a Bible and a tarp and a kilt and a man making haggis. And, and what else is Princess Street? What else is Princess Street? I don't know. How long have you guys... 
The garden. No, he listen. He's King of, Prin- yeah. King of Princess. He's fucking great because he's ruled the three. He's hitting the three things. He's got a posh hotel. It's got a monument that looks like some sort of weird thing a goth kid would build. That's what the Scots monument looks like. You don't fuck off. That's what it looks like, and it's it's swish and it's it's crowded, right? Very crowded. Yeah, a lot of people there, and that's why I felt he was giving me this lesson. Why do you think he was giving you this lesson? Because there's people crossing the street, and he didn't want my bike in the way of the street pole. <gasps> where, where, where did you lock it? Do you lock the, I, I'm picturing. Where did you picture he locked his bike? In, next to a lamppost. Yeah, it was a lamppost, right? <laughs> it was a lamppost. Any pole is a street pole. <laughs> a tree is a street pole, technically. Um, so it's on a it's on a lamppost, or is it on a street light? I think like a street light. Like the one where you push the button and it's like, beep, beep, traffic, what is it called? A traffic light. A tra- Wait, you lost your bike to a traffic light? Yeah, this guy was totally right to tell you to fucking move your bike. He was, he was, but yeah. the way he went about it. But see, right there, that is a great sort of key. So you say, you locked into a traffic light, which I shouldn't have done. Because then everyone's now on board with you because you've already admitted... I'm a fucking idiot. Fucking That's idiot. the key to comp. So that what you're doing is you're answering a question the audience is already asking in their head. This is getting really fucking meta and it's going to ruin all the shows you go and see later today. Because you're going to be like, oh, you remember that thing that those two guys said that he just did it there? And then he just said literally. So this never fucking happened. I feel when I said the uh, awful uh, boom boom joke, they already knew I was an idiot though. <laughs> That's not an idiotic thing. One guy thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> Um, but so it's one of the so, so let's, let's try it again. So describe Princess Street to you. Relate it to something that you think of. Like what is what is like really rich and crowded in your life? What is something you would describe that as? Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, it's like a Scrooge McDuck sort of street. Do you guys have Scrooge McDuck here? Do you know what that? Oh, it's fucking great. Okay, Scrooge McDuck. He was an old eccentric rich duck who was Daffy Duck's uncle, and he had a pool of gold coins he would swim in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney got real weird in the 80s because it was just like everyone had nieces and nephews and they solved mysteries for no reason. And there was always a cat who was the bad guy who was clearly just supposed to be a communist, but they never said that overtly. But he, yeah, anyway. So it just describes like a Scrooge McDuck kind of street. Yeah, rich, posh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. And how would you describe Scottish people in a crowd? Oh, I don't have any judgments on them. I know you're looking for something. It's not a judgment. It's just a, a literal way of getting understanding what it looks like in a crowded area in well, Scotland. Well, and here, because I'm the asshole on the bike and I'm going really fast, it's just everyone in a fucking puddle of people who won't move. See, this is great. This is making you the asshole. That's hilarious. So you're judging all these people for walking, but you're the only dick in the city who has a bicycle. <laughs> See, that's what you got to say. You got to be like, I'm the only dick. I get it. Okay. I get it. I'm, I'm a dickhead. Everyone's in my way. I get, for some reason, like an asshole, I went and bought a bike. And also you're American, so fucking oh. put that in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst. See, right now the beginning of the story has so much more because now you're like, I'm a dickhead American. Mm-hmm. You're thinking you're better than everyone yes. just because you bought something anyone else could. Right. But they've thought through their decision. And like an American, you were just like, I want something shiny. Let's fucking do this. Correct. Very good. So now that's how you fucking start it off. So let's start it off again okay. and describe all of that. And then we'll pause again once you lock your bicycle to the street pole. All right, here I am in Scotland, and 
Um, I find myself on Princess Street, which is known as like a real posh. Everyone's got money. It's nice. There's a lot of history there. And here comes the one shithead American who decided, uh, oh, let's spend all the money that you made in the world of professional wrestling on a bicycle like a real asshole to drive around Scotland that nobody drives a bike around. And explain why no one drives a bike around. Because uh, because there's because it's I need a metaphor for hills, don't I? No, you could just say what you feel in your heart is that they're all lazy and you're better than them. Because oh. <laughs> they're all lazy and I'm better than them. Look how fucking sweet he is that that fucking hurt his soul to say it. But you all laughed when I said it. That is a judgment. You're going, oh, Canadian, he can get away with it. American, they can't say shit about Europe. Well, fuck all of you. You're Britain. Who made America? You fucks. Thank you. Yeah, you kicked him out and then they turned against you and you got angry. And then you sent us Canadians in to try and take him over. And the way we left your commonwealth is we asked and you guys have judged us ever since. So I, I bought a bike. Very good. Okay. All right, so you got the bike. And uh, one other thing, do you care about history at all? I mean, I do. Be I, honest. I just don't know much about it. But say that. You're driving on a street that has history, but you don't know what history is. You don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> I just care about the future more. That's so sweet. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> so then you, light, you lock your bike to a street pole? Explain why you think it's... I know he thinks it's a traffic pole, but call it a street pole, and then explain I know it's a traffic pole, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, so I lock my bike to a street pole, which apparently you guys call a traffic pole. Uh, no. Traffic line. A traffic... I fucked that one up, didn't I, guys? <laughs> what you guys call it? No, it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, what you guys call a traffic lamp. I would also specify that everyone calls it a traffic light. And by, and by which I, bitch, oh, by which you, I mean you guys, I mean everyone, calls a traffic light. Hey, 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 Except me, because I'm an American, and I think my words are the ones that make sense. See, right there, that was a great fucking tag. Yeah, 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 because that, that goes into a perceived stereotype they have, and you're confirming it, but also laughing about it in the same way, so everyone feels good. It's a laughing together, not a laughing at, and comedy back to you <laughs> so then you go you lock your bike up on the so what's it called again traffic light thank god you're here <laughs> so I, I lock my bike up on the traffic light and I go into the three store yeah. and uh, I make a purchase and then when I come out and I do how long was the purchase what did you buy uh, I bought some data for my cell phone what is it like inside the three store um it was alright god I, I don't want to say something but I should just fucking say it, baby. No, it doesn't. Is it racial? Kind of. Oh, no. We saw how that went with the boom-boom joke before. But the, Do you want how I describe the three-store in my head? Okay. It's like, you know your mom's friend when you were a kid who never had kids but is in her middle 60s and just everything's a little too clean because she has nothing else in her life? That's what a three-store is to me. Did you have... It was just... There, every single person working there was... An Indian. Not necessarily Indian. You don't know what country they're from. Fuck. Again. I didn't want to say anything. But brother, again, but now you can turn that into an American thing where for some reason Americans always think that a brown person is from India, which I never understand because... Of Indian descent. No, that's also not accurate. That would be like saying every white person is from Ireland, which is painfully not true. They will tell you it's true, but it's fucking not. Norway went to Ireland, and they contributed to that gene pool greatly. Not funny, but historically accurate. I'm, I'm done with that. I think that's wise. What do they 
teach you in America? Uh, I just taught how to play American football. <laughs> Some more you peel. Or, or baseball? Did you play baseball? Great heckle, then look away. Yeah. <laughs> baseball, hide me. <laughs> uh, so you're going to the three store, you buy more data for your phone. Yeah. You walk out. Des- describe the man. Uh, I would say in his 80s. Oh, who, who thought he was an old man? Hands up. Did I not say that? I think I saw that. Did you? Did he say old man? Not that old. Yeah, I didn't see. I thought like man, middle fifties, hunting jacket. You know what I'm talking about? Like a some sort of needless hat, like a taxi driver hat. Where you're like, what is that covering? That's providing no no warmth. You're just telling me that at some point you have stood in front of a Weatherspoons and yelled something that you, most of us just think when we're driving. Well, that's a funny joke, is you don't know what I was thinking when I was driving, but you all think of something very negative you've thought of when you drive, and then you don't necessarily laugh at it, but you do all think, hmm, I've thought some weird shit when I'm driving. My mom once called the truck driver a lemonhead, and I've never known what that meant, but it does sound incredibly bad. It's a great candy, too. Is it a candy? Yeah, in America. You guys have lemonheads? No? Now, you guys have all the candy and all the fast food. Like, sure do. Yeah, like fucking Jack in the Box is out of hand. Do you want a croissant sandwich and a taco? No, well, fuck you, it's free. <laughs> and a Taco Bell Pizza Hut mixed together in one store. That's a- What? <laughs> they should not be putting those diarrhea-covered hands together. There's a, there's a song. Have you guys ever heard the song Combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut? It's pretty... Uh, it was- I would like you to sing it right now. <laughs> Combination Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Combination Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. <laughs> I don't think that's a song. That's, a sad thing. That's, that's America for you. Just just saying things slightly quickly and calling it a song? Yeah, then it makes like $100 million on iTunes. Shut the fuck up. Go look it up. Like I will. Yeah, yeah. All right, back to you. Okay. All right, so a man, 80 years old. Yeah, 80, silver hair, kind of like crunched over. Um, Did he look like your grandfather? Uh, my grandparents are dead. So yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess he had a grandfather uh, mystique about him. Did you, did you feel threatened by this man? I just, I, I don't like people. First of all, I don't like people touching me. When all I, right, right there, that's hilarious. Your job is people touch you. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking exactly. That's that's fucking amazing that you do not like when people touch you. Yeah. But your job is you touch people for a living. You've been paid fast sums of money to basically hug people in front of thousands of people, going, boom, boom. Don't ask him about the nickname, but boom, boom! Yeah? Correct, correct. I, we're learning a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, you don't like it when people touch you? No, I just don't. T- why are you touching me? In public, when you don't know me, if you don't know who I am, don't don't put your hands on me. Basically, you only like getting touched if you're getting paid for it. <laughs> you're like a non-penetration prostitute. It's on my business card. Combination prostitute and guy who doesn't like to be touched. Hundred million. Okay. Yeah. So he started, and was he hitting you? I mean, he was just grabbing me a lot and touching me. Okay, all you over. keep doing it to me. Show them the face that you were making when you were grabbing me and touching me, because it, it is fucking creepy oh, as shit. Like, so you can't park. You need to park over here. Can I move? <laughs> Can I move? You cannot move. Without you, brother, it's just us and Andre, and I don't. <laughs> I don't want to dig any deeper in that dictionary-laid circus performer treasure trove. 
he's going to call this jajun and then do a headstand and kick us both in the dick. Um, okay, so he's touching you and grabbing yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, telling me the rules of, of where I'm allowed to park a bike. Have you ever heard that there are rules to parking a bike? I mean, I probably knew I shouldn't put it by the traffic light. That's a great insight. But do you decide you don't want to admit that you're wrong? And... I'm getting rid of it, and you're like 80, and I'm a big professional American wrestler. How, where do you have the balls to come up to me and start touching me like this? This is a fantastic point, that that's your thought immediately, is who the fuck are you? Yeah. I'm a big American professional wrestler. You I do what I want. Yeah, goddamn right. You see right there, that's more. That's a way more interesting insight, that in your head, in those deepest, darkest thoughts, you do think, I'd do whatever the fuck you want, but you don't do that, because if you did, you'd just be covered in like pussy juice and chicken parts. I've hung out with you at night that is what you would be covered in if you were left to your own dark devices it would just be orgies and Nando's visits yes 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 I wouldn't call that a perfect world not for the rest of us just watching one muscular man naked walking down Princess Street just women hanging out the back of you just eating just chicken breasts that are dry which very much bothers me but I can't express it when you go to Nando's you go for the piri piri sauce and when you go there with someone who's healthy you feel so judged when he's just like just a salad and you're like yeah can you make it four sides actually eyes down four sides two of them will be chips but I like a lot of chips I just like to dip mm-hmm. Nando's is great great chicken Fuck, you don't go there for the chicken, mate. You go there for the fucking weirdly dry mashed potatoes that taste so good, right? Notice how they're nodding, but don't want to be on record. Right. I almost got in a fight with the Nando's lady but last uh, yesterday. Why aren't we telling that story? Yeah. What happened? There 14 people behind the counter and one person taking orders. And it's literally 14 fucking people working back there. And I just like, I sat for a little bit and it just started boiling up in me. And I wanted to be like, I, and, I, and I finally like, I was like, ugh. I just got really upset. This is why I love watching North Americans deal with European customer service because you guys just have a different attitude towards work, which is, listen, I'm in the building. I'll fucking get to it. <laughs> North America, people are there to do their jobs. You walk, it's, it's a hack joke, but it's true. In Canada or America, you walk into a Starbucks and they say hello. Here, they stare at you yeah. like you're in their house and you've walked in for coffee. And it fucking gets to us. It really fucking does. Walking into Nando, seeing 14 people just like hitting a fucking pan with a spoon. And you go, can I get some chicken? And they go, it's not my job, mate. And then they serve someone else. And you're like, I don't know what your game is, but I'm going to quietly say nothing because I'm not a fucking professional wrestler. I just look like someone, look like someone's dad who is here to complain. So I don't want to live into that stereotype. But I, I mean, I'm, I, right. In my head, same thing with this guy who, who bugged me. It's like, hey, like, you're going to fucking serve me. Let's get to this. There's 14 back there. So with this guy, too, it's like, don't talk to me, man. You know, like, if it was allowed, I could crush you as a human being. I know I come off awful, and it's not what I'm thinking. But that's, that is good. You'll come off awful. What would you do to this man, given your own devices? How would you attack him? No, because he was he was a little too old. Like, I know that would be bad. But, like, if it was totally it, illegal and totally allowed. it. Yeah, Yeah, no, it is illegal. Illegal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like pick him up and I'd throw him through the window of the three store, probably. <laughs> and like he would be fine afterwards. Listen, if he would be fine afterwards and he just got up and be like, good one, mate. I get it. I was touching you. I shouldn't have been touching you. Yep, I see what I did now, and I'm going to walk the other way. If that was if that was the situation, then yeah, I would pick him up and throw him somewhere. I like that. 
I like so much of it. I like that part of it is you do want to physically throw him, but you want to make sure he's not hurt. Yeah, I don't want to hurt him, but I just want him to know that I can do that and I would do that if it was allowed. Like part of you wants to just travel with someone else you beat up all the time to let everyone else know not to fuck with you? Well, that would be all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just have a guy just dressed in like a lot of padding who's always right behind you. And so whenever there's someone's like, ah, it's going to be a minute, sir, you just punch him in the dick and then point at that person and could have been you. Yeah. No one's taking my Nando's order. I got a side, a side colt next to me being like, this is what will happen. Like a mini me, like Dr. Evil? I think so. Yeah, but not a little person because that would be very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just you beating up a baby? Yeah, I for some reason, I've decided you've had you've bred you've made you've bred children you've made children so you can beat them up in front of people in society. You know I don't eat bread, so. <laughs> Fuck, that was way better than they fucking gave you credit for. I gotta tell you that much. All right, so he's touching you. Yeah. Well, how long into the touching was it that you decided to bring in the crazy? Uh, I, I'd say. So I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but I'd say 35 seconds into it, which is a long time. All right, this is how long 35 seconds is. One, Stop two, three. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three. 34, 35. At 15 seconds, I wanted to beat the shit out of you. And I would not be able to, because you were not an 80-year-old Scottish man. Although an 80-year-old Scottish man could kick the fuck out of me. He'd have a blade. He'd yell, this is for the NHS, and cut my throat. Um, 35. Th- th- thank you for the not bad, by the way. <laughs> not bad, not good. And listen, 35 seconds is a very long time. I think you need to embrace that. Count it up. Be like, that's how long 35 seconds is. And just do that to a microphone. With it. Grab it, grab it. And so after 35 seconds, you decide to go crazy. Now, show all of them what you look like when you started grabbing him and how intense you got. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for this information. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, I, I thank you. Thank you. I would not thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As he starts walking away. Oh fuck! He walked away before you did. Yeah, I pulled him back. You pulled him back. Yes, I was committed. Oh mate, that is so important that he, he literally was like, "Oh, this fucking yanks too much for me." Yeah, I felt I said that that first time. Yeah, right? Did he say that the first time? Okay. Just fucking listen. Thank you. I was not listening. Sorry, sorry. I was. So you pulled him back. Went for it again. <laughs> And kept on saying thank you. How long did you touch him for? I probably thirty-five seconds. You matched him for time. Yeah. Did you? Did he see you then unlock your bike? I waited till he left. No, I might have. I'm not sure. These details I do not know. This you can make up. You could just be like he just stood there and then you made eye contact and whether you unlocked the bike from the street pole. Street light. Traffic light. Traffic light. It's traffic light. I know it's a traffic light. I'm just doing it for humor's sake. And, um, so now we need a punchline. Anyone got a punchline for me? Nah, mate. Here's the punchline, okay. which is uh, you say something along the lines of, and now I know to lock my bike wherever the fuck I want to. <laughs> See, a little titter of laugh that if we'd gotten there in the structure of a story, they would have all laughed as opposed to that fun, polite <laughs> noise. 
So yeah, I think that's going to be a story. Okay. Can we get there? Yeah, I think we probably should tell it faster than in the 31 minutes it took us to tell it this time. Yeah, you guys thought, yeah, that's about as long as that's been. Okay. I saw you checking your watch. Yeah. Now, uh, now, Colt, before you go, yeah. you are going to title this episode. So draw a piece of paper from this jar. Just one. Don't read it yet. Andre, how would you like Colt Cabana to read that? Oh, like in what voice? What voice, what action, anything you'd like. Anything at all, brother. Um, what was the reference you used before? Was it like Daffy Duck or something? Related? Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck, yeah. Read that's... it in the style of Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anyone who sounds like that. How does Scrooge McDuck sound? Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I, I, I can just make it up. Are you going to YouTube? Like Duck, I think he does sound like Daffy Duck, but he does have a bit of a poshy accent. Hang on one second. Like Daffy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Donald. Yeah, that's Donald Duck. But Scottish Donald Duck? I would. I know, can't do that. <laughs> Just give it a go. Give it a go. I guess, how, do, how do Scottish people speak? Man, you are really not winning friends at this show today. I want to beat up every single one of the fucking people in the Scot in Scotland. How do Scottish speak like? My nickname is because I want to be a black man. <laughs> Uh, the soul of a black man I enjoy. Okay, here we go. Right, <laughs> so today's, today's, today's title is named Country Spouse and City Spouse. That sounded so British, right? No. No? Yeah, it sounded Australian. Yeah, it's, it sounded rural Australian. Like, it sounded like Western fucking territories. A bogan from Perth marched into a fucking hotel, which is what Australians call bars, and it confuses the fuck out of me every time. Welcome to the Victoria Hotel. We don't have any rooms, but you can throw up where you want. Uh, so it's city spouse and country spouse. Yes, sir. Very good. I, um, these are all written by my girlfriend. Um, I don't really know what her intention is, I think, what she's going for. I am someone, I'm a weird, I'm a judgmental person. I don't like when people cheat on each other in relationships. How do you guys feel about the hands up if you've cheated in a relationship? Not expecting honesty, and I'm glad to see I was correct. Uh, hands up if you've ever been cheated on in a relationship. It's weird that you just looked at her, sir. Are you guys in a relationship? Yes? I like how you stone-faced but that you ever been cheated on and you looked at her being like quiet <laughs> how long have you guys been together two and a half years have you ever been tempted brother miss have you ever been tempted no do you believe her cold yeah good me too <laughs> I think that's very good I, I have a weird relationship with the idea of people cheating here's what it breaks down to I don't understand who has the time? Do you guys know people who've cheated on people in a relationship? Yes, you at least relate on that level. Very good. I don't. Do you guys? When you guys see that, do you? I always think, who has the fucking time? Right? I can barely make enough time for one relationship that's healthy and nice, and it's in a place where I'm sexually attracted to them and I'm communicating. I don't understand. I literally don't understand where the time comes from for people to be like, this is my main girlfriend but I have another girlfriend who I assume takes even more time because you have to hide that relationship. <laughs> like, like, I can barely fucking remember my email password. I'm not a good liar. I want to be a good liar. I would love it. But here's my problem. I forget the lies. So when I lie and then someone's like, remember that thing you said? I'm like, nah, I didn't say that. That's not the truth. The truth is this. And they're like, well, you told me the other thing first. And I was like, oh, you win. <laughs> like, have you ever lied, sir? No. Never once? Never, never. Never once? 
You're not in a relationship either? You're like, Colt, just a coxman. <laughs> you doff your t- cap. Have you ever been in a long-term relationship? Very good. And it ended? And no, still have. Still have? So you are, you're single, but also in a relationship? That was a weak joke before. <laughs> you leave the weak joke. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Um, so you're in a long-term relationship. Do you? Good liar. Yeah, I gotta say, I think if anyone could cheat in a relationship, it can you be you, my friend, because I believe the fucking shit out of you being single. Because I can see, I can see you being single. You have like a loft space. What is your name? Nigel. Yeah, fuck yeah, Nigel. What's your job? Uh, uh, what's my job? I work for an MP. Oh, brother. Representative. Like five years ago, you were a pussy magnet. Now people just want to yell at you. But still, uh, an MP. Do you mind me asking for what party? Labour Party. Fucking good fucking answer, my friend. They were mostly very happy, and the people that weren't lied. That's the interesting thing. I don't know if you notice this in British politics. You, you may not be aware, but right now uh, everyone hates the Tories. But statistically speaking, a lot of people did vote for them. So a lot of people are fucking lying their fucking pants off. And I, I'm in a weird situation because I'm, uh, I'm not from here. Um, I'm, I, I, can you believe it? Um, uh, and I, I've lived here for five years. So in the last two years, your government, not your government, the other government that you were against, you know, it was fucking that skeletor looking woman and that man who looks like he blow dried his hair with a helicopter. Um, they have made a lot of decisions and policies that have directly affected my life, but I am not allowed to vote. Brexit really pissed me off because I have lived here for five years. I've paid all of my taxes. I've converted all my money to the fucking pound, and I was told it was a strong currency. Do you understand how much fun it is to go to North America when the money was two to one? I took Ubers everywhere for a month because I did the math, and it was cheaper than taking the bus. It was fucking great. And then fucking Brexit came, and I wasn't allowed to vote, and then they made my money... Less, like worth less and it was all because of immigrants I'm the only great immigrant I know who's actually taking a British person's job you could be watching an English person right now and it would not even be this funny <laughs> thank you very much for laughing at that by the way it's alright and it just it bugs the shit out of me that I don't have any say whatsoever so now I'm just sort of sitting on the sidelines and I fucking hate all of them like which is the MP you work for? Yvonne uh, Favag what a fantastic political name yeah. What, is she, what does she do? Where is she the MP for? Uh, a place called Makerfield. In the north. North of England. Very good. And she's currently a sitting MP? She is. Good for you. Labour in the north. That was roughy-tuffy for a minute for you boys. I'm, yeah, listen, fuck, yeah. And that last election was fucking weird because you guys were competing with Mr. Fishfingers and a guy dressed like Darth Vader. <laughs> and then, you know, Darth Vader's boss, Theresa May. Nah. I will explain that joke. She looks like the Emperor from Star Wars, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks like a dried husk woman wearing cheetah shoes, and her husband literally looks like a stick with a face drawn on it. Um, have you ever met Theresa May? No. Does she have a smell? Do you guys ever hear about that? She looks like the kind of woman that smells like ether. I wouldn't like to come in. You can tell he's worked in politics right there. Because my, my, uh, my family has worked a lot in politics. My dad worked for a Canadian Prime Minister, John Turner. Uh, shortest serving Prime Minister in the history of Canada, 31 days. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. He didn't even get to unpack the boxes, let alone pack them from his previous office and bring them in. He basically got the ceremony happening, and then the next day they were like, actually, 
do-over. Um, and what is the, what do you think is the most interesting part of working for an MP? What's your favorite part of it? What's a favorite part? Well, I, I suppose I'm helping people in the constituency. That's a boring answer, but that's what I do. It was a really good answer until you said it's a boring answer, but that's what I do. <laughs> now, politicians definitely have a reputation for cheating on significant others. And how do they have the time to do that? I have no idea, seeing that they're always working. They can't, they can't be doing the job as an MP. I gotta tell you, this man should be the fucking prime minister. <laughs> he's got the fu he's got the fucking perfect tone. This is again, this is what I think we lack in political leaders. It's what we lack in Donald Trump. It's what we lack in Theresa May. I am fine with politicians lying to me just a little bit if it moves towards the greater good, and I cannot catch them in it. Some of what you said probably not true. You probably don't like helping all the people in making shagashushu or wherever the fuck you're from. There's probably a couple of them you're like, oh fuck, here comes Birdie again. She wants to talk about her fucking wall, even though that's not in our constituency. That's a Tory. Yeah, I certainly have. I live next to one of those people that like anytime like someone didn't collect her bins and she was on the phone to the head of the NDP, which is our equivalent of the Lib Dem party, who lived, he was our um, MP for our area, and he was currently dying of cancer, and she kept calling his office to complain that the bins weren't being moved, even though that's a city issue and not a federal issue, and she was a real fun to see yell. She once yelled at a bird and I think called the police. She was delightful. Also, I know you're all picturing a very old woman. Incorrect. 37 years old. I can't wait to see what she's like as an old person. I assume a lot of dogs. I guess that one was just for me, Cole. Thank you. Um, have you ever cheated on anyone in a relationship? No. Ever been cheated on? No. <laughs> really? Yeah. You seem like this, a soft flower. No one would ever cheat on you. I'm a, I'm a very delicate lover, yeah. Yeah, you are. Until you throw their ex-boyfriends through a window and hopefully not hurt them. Um, anyone of you ever been in a polyamorous relationship? You know, polyamory? You yeah, I fucking knew the circus performer. <laughs> Are you currently in a polyamorous relationship? I have a lot of questions. I, I was very, I wasn't in one. I dated someone who was in a polyamorous relationship. And it, it just, I, I always dream, polyamory means you're, uh, you're open relationship, basically. So you are emotionally connected, but physically you can explore, basically, right? Now, I always fantasized about orgies and threesomes. I thought that was something I'd really want to try out. And then I was dating someone who did a lot of that and said, you can come to an orgy. And in that moment, I went, not for me. <laughs> in that exact, yeah, I just, I was just like, no. I, I realized it. Years of curiosity, and then that second you said no. It's the, it's the weirdest thing. It was just the second it was actually, it's the difference of being like, I would like to skydive, and then someone being like, I got this plane, we'll go right the fuck now. And you're like, absolutely not. You couldn't watch from like afar, kind of? Well, that's just a different type of kink that I'm not really a part of. Like, see if you want to like stick your toe, oops, sorry. see if you want to stick your toe into the deep end there a little? <laughs> they didn't get that joke, but I got it. Is that I would toe fuck someone, right? No. Oh, well, I'm just, for instance, I assume there are people having sex in the pool and it's drained. <laughs> I, like, in my head, it's like, I, I at least would want to go and just see from, like, sit on the outside and watch and be like... But that's not fair to the people having the orgy if just a dude walks in in shorts and was like, sup, I'm just, I'm going to have some food. Yeah, but you know that your, your other half is part of that orgy, so you're allowed. They're like, like while she's taking it from behind, she's like, as John, he's, uh, he might jump in, he might not, but he's my boyfriend amongst everybody else here. I love your brain. 
you approach the world with such hope. Because I just don't see that being possible. Like, I feel like it would be very awkward. I'd just be sitting there in jeans. I feel like there's snacks at orgies. I don't know why. Are there snacks at orgies? I, I haven't done orgies. That's not part that's of That's not part of the deal. No, it's, it's just like separate, but with singular people oh so it's 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 you can you, you can split off one and one but you're not allowed to create I your mean, own group yeah i mean we could but it's just something that hasn't happened you know like interesting interesting yeah. have you ever had an orgy uh no i've been in some mm. yeah. yeah someone had to do some math no i guess some uh two males and a, and a female situation ah the college dorm yes it's a big sort of thing in college dorms in the United States that two gentlemen and one lady will do it. And it's a big sort of thing to the point that it's joked. It's called the Frat Triangle or the Eiffel Frat Tower. Really shows, by the way, the creativity of frat boys in America that they called it the Eiffel Frat Tower as opposed to just calling it the Frat Tower. But they're like, no, but it's like the Eiffel Tower. Uh, and then recently I was kind of seeing this girl and she was talking, she was asking me these kind of questions. Okay. And uh, I was saying that I, I, would, I would like to, I think it would be, uh, good to watch another couple have sex with your with the girl that you're with, and you don't have to intermingle. But I I would like the I think that would turn me on sexually to watch somebody else and then see their pleasure in erotica and then start uh, going at it with my other half. I have such respect for you. I would feel so awkward in that, and I also like right there as soon as you said that, I'd be like, what would I wear? <laughs> Like, I'm like, I don't think I own a bathrobe that's cool enough. Like, I immediately am like, do I need to get into, like, Hugh Hefner kind of gear, have a pipe and a captain's hat, just sitting in, like, a wingback chair? Like, capital penetration, madam. Like, I, I don't know. I, to me, you wear, I, I don't know, sweatpants and a shirt. To an orgy? No, this is, this is not an orgy. This is this was if I, we're just watching another couple make love. Okay, where would, you be, where would you be watching them? I'm picturing like a hotel, possibly a four-star, maybe a soft five. I was thinking their apartment. Really shows what, what kind of money we're both willing to commit to this sort of thing. I'll get a hotel room. He's like, no, we're going to your place. You're not coming to mine, you fucking weirdos. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I told you. So, polyamory, and, and who initiated the polyamory within this? Uh, I like, by the way, that your just head is down and you're ignoring all of this because you're like, I work for the Labor Party, and the Labor Party, <laughs> well, what you would do in your own home is fine, but I will not be seeing. I do, of course not. Typical fucking Tories, mate, with their fucking masks and their red. Yeah, goddamn, with their eyes wide shut party. Probably don't even give you food at those orgies. They probably charge you for it. And if you ask for a condom, it costs 11 quid, and it's somehow the fault of the NHS. Am I right? Absolutely. Goddamn right. I don't know how I made orgies relevant to the Tory party, but I think we fucking did, my man. Oranges in the mouth. Oranges in the mouth. I don't get that joke, but I... Oh, is that like a Lib Dem thing? No, no, no. I don't know. I think it's orange, orange is the new black thing? Now you gotta stay up saying the color black. It really kills the show. Is that TV show not over here? Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just. That's not true. That joke was really great, and no one's left. That's always a good sign. People have left this show a lot earlier, and it was going a lot better than this. So you guys are to be commended. And if you think it's free to get out, incorrect. I'm still asking for fucking money. Do you think this is fucking easy? Polyamory. So who initiated the conversation? She did. Oh, how did that make you feel? Because let me tell you how that would make me feel. Uh-huh. Who have you already fucked? Let me call my friend Colt. He's going to throw them through a window. <laughs> well, I wouldn't actually feel that, but in the moment, I would feel a little bit of jealousy. I don't know if you guys are necessarily secure in yourselves, but I would have a moment of like, fuck you. Even though in the relationship I'm in right now, it's technically open because we live in different countries, but neither yeah. one of us have acted on it because I don't really want to. Sure. Yeah. 
Exactly, right? Well that's, well, that's kind of the thing. It's really common in circus because we're traveling so often, and that's where it comes from. So she initiated it, but it was something I was thinking as well. So it's like we're close when we're together, but in a long distance, like what's the difference between like a close relationship and an intimate relationship is intimacy. So if you're lacking that intimacy, you get that with other people, and that's kind of like the idea. Are there any circus jobs she's not allowed to sleep with? Like no bearded lady, no ringmaster? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> See, the lion tamer, that would concern me because I don't know what the chair's for, but I feel like it's for something dirty. <laughs> uh, that's really old school. That's not the same. I know. That's not even what circus is anymore. Those no, circuses don't... There's people in this room right now that probably don't even know what I'm... T- so the lion tamer back in, like, the 1980s was a guy who came out and whipped lions and he held a chair and no one has yet to be able to explain to me what the fuck the chair was for. <laughs> I think it's just so that if he was about to get mauled by a lion, he could sit down and die with some dignity. <laughs> I, I don't know if the chair's for that, but that's definitely true. Like, there's stories of lion tamers that will see, like, you look into the lion's eyes and you can see it snap. And they'll make a signal to the people to close the cage, and everyone will leave, but they'll accept death. And then the lions would maul, yeah. So they, they would do it. Best in- reaction to that story ever was just you saying, fuck that. <laughs> I'm right there with you, brother. If I see a lion snap, here's what's going to happen. Everyone, we're all about to die. Also, I do want to have that orgy right before someone get their goddamn trousers off. Really? Yeah, yeah, really, really. I like that the lion snaps. I would like to be, I would like to meet a sentient lion and just sit down and be like, so how long is it going to take before you fucking rip the fucking throat of this mustachioed dickhead? And he's just sitting there being like, well, you know, Give me 20 minutes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming to the show. It was a wet and wild experience. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be at the back collecting money. It's a suggested donation of five pounds. You can't give five pounds. Please take a flyer from either show. Come see that show. Come see Cole Cabana show up the way at... Uh, the Monkey Barrel at 10.20 p.m. where me and Brennan Burns watch bad comedy wrestling. Uh, I'm sorry, we watch bad wrestling and we do comedy and commentary and John's been a, a guest on it many times. It's going to be great. Yes, sir. Nothing. I was just said Okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you. I thought you were gonna plug. I thought you were gonna plug your MP, and I was really excited about it. And remember, guys, if you're in, there's no votes around here. Well, that's technically accurate, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This has been anything to be a podcast. Podcast. You've been an audience. I've been John. Thank you so much. Bye bye. <laughs>